Hey, good morning, Brian. By the way, what you, you were just talking about, you know, Mayor Eric Adams went down to the border and told them that he was going to treat them extremely well here in New York City. So I wouldn't be surprised if so many of the people that are coming here, of these illegal immigrants, are coming here because they're picking the New York City buses that are coming in our direction because he told them he's going to treat them well. But I want to tell you about the city is, is one of the most attractive places to go in the country, in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially with the kind of treatment he was promising them, he's going to give yeah. them good stuff. But I wanted to come to Ron DeSantis, two, two points. I think, number one, the reason why he did the Twitter thing as opposed to having a live audience and having it live stream on all the television networks, which would have gotten in more viewers and a broader audience in terms of getting more Democrats and CNN and, and other platforms as well as Republicans, was because I think he was afraid of getting less viewers on live television than what Trump got when he announced in Mar-a-Lago that he was running. And then Trump would come out and say, hey, you're not as good as I am. People don't like you as much, and that's why I got more people when I live streamed my announcement uh, at Mar-a-Lago on live television. I also want to make another point uh, quickly about Trump supporters. I feel like they're going into this election with way too many feelings and emotions about how they like Trump and how they're connected with him. That what they need to do is they need to cut the crappy emotions and start thinking common sense and logically and at least go into an open into this with an open mind and listen to the arguments that Ron DeSantis is saying. He's not terrible just because he's running against Trump. Listen to the arguments. Listen to Trump's arguments. I know. But don't just say, hey, he's running against Trump. you got to be an established Republican. I know. Yeah, read the arguments. Be mature about it. Don't be emotional. Don't tell me I'm going to root for my team right or wrong. Uh, your vote's worth more than that. Welcome to the set. Thank you very much for joining us here today. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis just announced that he's running for president of the United States for 2024. Everyone was expecting that he was going to jump into the race. What in the world is going on here? So I don't know. I mean, Ron DeSantis running seriously. Some points to make here. If I was Ron DeSantis and I cared about my own interests, which I believe he does, as does any politician, including President Donald Trump, what I would do is, I mean, it's too late (laughs) because he announced that he's running, but if he wouldn't have announced yet, meaning before he announced, I would have not done anything. I would have never announced. I wouldn't change coming out and saying, hey, I'm running for president of the United States. I would have shut up about it. A lot of people are saying, well, he got a lot of negative heat from Donald Trump and his poll numbers were going down because the attacks that Trump was having on him and MAGA Republican supporters were coming out against him. The truth, the truth, right. But if he would not announce that he's running and he would wait it out until the deadline to be able to announce that you're running, which would be months and months, right? Every single day there was Ron DeSantis talk about how he's running. He did a full country tour, basically, around in Democratic states and cities. In New York City, he did one with massive crowds. Got name recognition like nobody else has ever had. And the left-wing media was focusing on him also because they were viewing him as a possible Republican candidate. Now, 
he was a controversial person, which, I mean, you look at the story with Disney, people are on both sides of the aisle arguing whether he was allowed to do, was a constitutionally right for him to get involved in that manner and go after Disney because they were personally attacking him. Now, Disney, what they did was they went full woke, but the question is, did he overstep his boundaries and is that going to backfire? Because even some Republicans are turned off about the way he handled the Disney situation. So he would have been in the news more than any Republican government. That's why people were speculating he was going to run. 2020 is what made him big and popular because of his outspoken. It's not just the action that he took with keeping the state open. A lot of states were doing it as well. He wasn't the first state to keep the state open instead of going into a lockdown. But he was the most outspoken about it. Okay, And that, then he started passing legislation about different things that were extremely right-wing and extremely anti-woke, which kept them in the news. And then people started saying maybe he runs for president. I mean, he's got the name recognition. But over the last year, since Trump announced that he's running, or even before that, there was nonstop talk about him because could be he was going to jump into the 2024 race. Now, he got some negative attention. That's true. But he also got extreme name recognition. Every single kid knows his name. You turn on the news, you hear about him. He goes into the head so deep, okay? And there's good talk about him. There's a negative talk about him. But if he wouldn't have announced, there would have been nonstop, continual talk about him. 2024, the deadline would have rolled around. He wouldn't run, but that name would stick with everybody for 2028. Things could absolutely change from now till 2028. There'll probably be a new Republican star would not be Trump in 2028, whether he becomes president or not. If he becomes president, he'll be extremely relevant in the 2028 election with who he's going to endorse. But there'll be another popular Republican because I actually believe Governor DeSantis's popularity is a bunch of air. It's the outspokenness, okay? Now, Trump is also a personality, which was what made him so big, right? It was his personality and his way of talking, which had an absolute effect. But if you look at the content of what Trump brought to the table and his attitude towards politics, it wasn't just the personality of it. It was the attitude anti-establishment all the way. Now, DeSantis decided to go with that because Trump made it cool to go with that. But I don't really buy so much into the heavy-duty quality content of Ron DeSantis. And so since you don't have that real content, and he's not totally charismatic, okay, you don't really enjoy listening to an interview of Ron DeSantis. He's popular now, so you want to listen to it. At some point, with all the outspokenness about him, COVID made him popular, but 2028 would all just disappear. Now, because of this name recognition being forced down everyone's throat because of the nonstop talk about him possibly running and the speculation of him running in 2024, that could have helped him in the 2028 race. Now he's running. If he loses this race, he won't be able to run again in 2028. And if I was him, I wouldn't run because... The risk is too big. There's a very small chance that Ron DeSantis can win. Why? Because 
Trump has a 35% Republican base that are MAGA Trump supporters that are going to stick with him all the way. These people are not going to move away. There's one thing that DeSantis should hammer on. Maybe we'll get some of them, just a little bit, like 2% of the MAGA Republicans, and that's the un- inelectability of Trump in the general election. That would be something for Ron DeSantis to focus on. And if Trump would do a debate, that would most definitely be the hammering point of all the opposing candidates, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and others. Tim Scott would also join the race. Very p- powerful, I think, candidate compared to the others. Uh, he beats Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Now Ron DeSantis, I think it'd be third, Tim Scott, when you, you look at the end result of this election, because he's a good candidate. He does have the face ra- factor, the race factor, which is, is a factor. And people are going to vote for him because Republicans also want to diversify. All right? But he's a good do- guy. Right? Good content. Right? Don't go by the color of the skin. Go by the content, the character. Kamala Harris is a piece of crap. Tim Scott has some good content. Byron Donalds, Byron Donalds, massive good guy. I mean, <laughs> if you just look at his quality, the guy is all full fire. 2028 candidate all the way. That's what I think of Byron Donalds. Tim, uh, Ted Cruz is also going to be in that race. He stayed out of it because he's a smart guy. Ted Cruz could have joined this race, and it would have been pretty close to Ron DeSantis in the race. But if you look at what Ted Cruz did, in 2016, he was cats and dogs fight with Trump, right? They were fighting each other. It was what made Trump so famous. It was the hits on Ted Cruz, and they were really fighting back. <laughs> You're talking about Ted Cruz, who is known as the best interrogator and debater, really, in the country. We see that when he interrogates all of those that come to testify before him in the Senate. He just crushes them one by one with fear points. He's a brilliant guy. And so after being in a massive fight with Trump, he shut up about him when Trump become, became the nominee. I'm not talking about how if he's a good guy or, or, you know, I'm not saying he's the best guy out there in terms of his intentions and all of that, but he's brilliant. He shut up about Trump for a while. And at this point, he's good friends with Trump. Not best friends, good friends, all right? He's going to stay out of the race. He doesn't want to get into a fight with the MAGA movement. He knows he can't win. He'll wait it out to 2028. And the difference is also, right, Ron DeSantis doesn't have that serious content that Ted Cruz has. Ron DeSantis is a lot of bluff and ear. Good. He's a good guy. But the reason why he's so famous and popular is because of the ear around him. There's not that much high-quality content in Ron DeSantis. I don't believe that's the case. Now, getting back to how it's just impossible or nearly impossible for DeSantis to win this election. Trump got the 35% base. Now, you got 65% who would vote for Ron DeSantis or like 55 or 60% would vote for him from those that aren't going to vote for Trump either because they don't like Trump and hate him or because they don't think Trump is electable in the general election. A lot of people like me got turned off because of the midterm election of 2022 where Republicans lost because the candidates in that election, so many of them, especially those who lost, were Trump-endorsed candidates. And they lost because the Democrats hated them and voted against them in the general election by voting for the other Democratic candidates. John Fetterman won 
because the Republican candidate, Dr. Oz, was a Trump-endorsed candidate. Okay? That's the only way he, he won. I don't think his, his, his mental capabilities played a major factor in the race. Republicans were way too focused on his physical incapability for being in the Senate. Democrats don't care about that. Republicans don't either. You got a general election, say Lee Zeldin, that's what I was thinking at the time, against Kathy Hochul running for governor of New York, and Lee Zeldin snaps. Republicans still vote for Lee Zeldin because of the policies that don't change. <laughs> that's really that's what it really comes down to. But John Fetterman, a com- obnoxious and radical policy believer, would have not won that election if he would have won again, ran against a different Republican candidate, anybody other than the Trump endorsed candidate. And so a lot of people aren't, don't want to vote for Trump in the Republican Party because they don't think he's electable, or they don't like him. These people would vote for DeSantis. What happens now? You got Tim Scott. You got seven candidates that are in the race in the primary: Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, all strong candidates. Now they'll maybe get three, four, five percent, but they're still going to kill it for DeSantis. Because the 35% is going to stick with Trump. The rest are going to split themselves up between the majority going for DeSantis, but the others going for the other candidates, which would not give Ron DeSantis even 40% at the beginning of the election. Eventually, others would drop out of the race, but it may be too late. The momentum for Ron DeSantis by then will most probably dissipate because of his failure in being able to win a single state at the beginning of the election. Because you're going to have the first few states, right, with these seven candidates in the race, Trump getting 35%, Ron DeSantis getting 20 or 25 the entire time at every single state as long as the top candidates, excuse me, as long as even the small candidates are in the race and splitting up the votes between him and the others. One state after another after another, and the other candidates are going to drop out. But since DeSantis is not going to be able to win a single state in the beginning of the election, which could include 10, 15 states before the others drop out and it's only DeSantis and Trump, the momentum will dissipate so dramatically and so drastically. I'm telling you, you're going to see that happen. That he's not even going to get 25%. Even if at the end of the race he's against Trump and the states that he's going to be with Trump against Trump, people are just not going to come out to vote for Ron DeSantis. The, the momentum to come out for him will be gone. The only way that Ron DeSantis can win this primary would be if he pulls a Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Democratic establishment move. They're saying, hey, candidates, which is what they did with Pete Buttigieg at the beginning of the primary election where all the other candidates were already out of the race. It was only Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden were splitting up 60% of the vote. The rest of the vote, 40% were going for Bernie Sanders, and the establishment didn't like Bernie Sanders. So they said, Buttigieg, you got to get out of the race or the media is going to smear you. And not in a good way. They're going to muddy you. And if you get out of the race, they'll give you a good position. So he left. Ron DeSantis, what he would have to do is he, he doesn't have this control on the media to be able to tell candidates like Vivek Ramaswamy, either get out of the race or we're going to throw mud at you in the media because he doesn't have that grip on the media. And the Republican establishment, even if they back Ron DeSantis, they don't either have this grip on the media, even at Fox News, which is pretty close to the establishment. The Republican Party doesn't operate like that. 
the Republican media is not a arm of the Republican establishment politicians. They're pretty good with the establishment, but they're not an arm of them. The Democratic media, like CNN, is an arm of the Democratic establishment. So they were able to threaten Buttigieg that they're just going to bloodbath you and besmirge you if you don't get out of the race, but they won't be able to threaten, like, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and Tim Scott, you either get out of the race or Fox News is going to start bad-mouthing you. The only thing he can offer them is to say, if you get out of the race, I'll give you a good position in my administration if I win, but Trump could make the same deals with them. He could go over to Nikki Haley and say, you better stay in this race. If you stay in the race, I'm going to give you the vice president position when I run in the general election, he can say the same to Tim Scott and others, right? And since I believe Tim Scott is not in to win it, he's in to become vice president. Vivek Ramaswamy is someone that, even if he's not in to win it, he's in for the attention. And I don't necessarily know that he's going to give in and say, you know, give me a position, I'll drop out of the race. It's not like he's afraid of getting besmirched by the media. So it's difficult to know if Ron DeSantis will be able to pull such a move. But that would really be the only way for him to win in the, in the primary election, which is, is difficult. you got to convince most of the candidates that they should drop out of the race because you're going to give them good positions. And how many good positions can you offer already? So you can offer Nikki Haley the vice president position. You can offer Vivek Ramaswamy, I don't know, secretary of state. Uh, you, you'll give them all like you'll run out of positions at some point that are really worth it for these candidates to say I'm stepping out of the race if you give me those positions, right? So if I was Ron DeSantis, I wouldn't jump into the race. Now another point to make about Ron DeSantis, I'm starting to view him more of as an establishment candidate, not because he's running against Trump. A lot of MAGA Republicans, we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, no, 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 DeSantis is a terrible person now because he's running against Trump and his loyalties, his obligations. He's got to stick with Trump because Trump helped him win to become governor in the first place, and that's how he became popular. A bunch of crap over there. But I'm starting to see. So you had last week a race where Trump endorsed one candidate, and Ron DeSantis endorsed another candidate. Now the Trump endorsed candidate won. And this... Uh, I'm not sure if it was a local. I'm not even sure what the exact election was, but I heard about the story. Now, Ron DeSantis endorsed this candidate pretty late in the game, and he knew that this candidate wasn't going to win. Why would you endorse a candidate if you know they're not going to win? Well, unless you want to earn some points by them, right? Now, it turns out that this candidate is really a very, very close guy with many of those in the establishment, and he's good with the money people. And Ron DeSantis is trying to suck up with the money people. So that's why he endorsed this person, which means he's trying to get the money from the establishment, which means he'll be another president pretty close to the establishment. It's not going to be the same like the Bushes. I'll get to that and explain why right after this short message. GrabPointJobs at gmail.com. GrabPointJobs at gmail.com. G-R-A-P-H-P-O-I-N-T at gmail.com for any graphics needs. So the reason why Ron DeSantis, even though he's getting close to the establishment, I mean, he just, the first television interview he did was with Trey Gowdy, who is on Fox News, a guy that has a show there on Sunday night, 
he's a very close guy with many establishment Republicans. He's a part of the Republican establishment. He doesn't like Trump. He's very respected in the, in the establishment. He's trying to earn points with the establishment. You don't do your first television interview with someone who's so close to the establishment, especially being that Trey Gowdy isn't this massive Fox News personality even, so that you're trying to appeal to the Fox News audience. If something you do an interview with Sean Hannity or you do an interview with and Fox and Friends or Mark Levin or somebody who has a massive base, Trey Gowdy doesn't have this huge, humongous base, right? He's just someone that's in Fox News who has a show there. And he has a show because he's this respected establishment personality. And you do that interview with him because you want to earn points for the establishment, which means he'll be getting the money from the corporations and he'll be pretty tied with them. He won't go after them like Trump did. But now, why won't he be like a Bush? Right? Why wouldn't he be like a past Republican establishment president? If he's getting all the money just like they did, won't he be pushing for wars and other things? So, so the truth is the establishment really doesn't want Ron DeSantis. They're not his first pick. The reason why they'd be willing to go behind him as long as he doesn't start up with them is because Ron DeSantis is the one, in terms of his popularity, that has the biggest chance to win against President Trump. They'd like to pick somebody like Mike Pence or someone who is a part of the establishment, which Ron DeSantis is not a part of the establishment. Ron DeSantis came out and said he's, he's not pro the Ukrainian war. They would want someone that's pro-war because the corporations that build these military equipments and weapons pay money for the Republicans and the Democrats. Both establishment parties get money from them. And so if you're not pro-war, you're not a part of the establishment. And Ron DeSantis isn't pro-war, or at least he claims he's not pro-war because that's not what his base of Republican voters want. But they went with Ron DeSantis, even though some of his beliefs don't align with them, because he's the only one that can actually possibly beat President Trump. And they're going to be behind him full. And now since Ron DeSantis' voter base are made up of a lot of people that used to be behind Trump, and since Trump came out so strongly against the establishment and woke up a lot of Republicans about how the Republican politicians are a bunch of corrupt people that, were, that, that are all with the corporations, people are going to be looking after Ron DeSantis, and he won't be able to start a war with some random country like the Bushes were able to do with Iraq, right? Because then he won't win in 2028. And there are other factors as well where he's just not going to go along with the establishment because he's going to lose his entire voter base. But the establishment is willing to compromise and have Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis will not be going after them. So it's good that it's not going to be the same as a Bush situation. Ron DeSantis is not going to be your typical Republican establishment candidate in the election or even Republican establishment president if he wins, because the voters are different now, and he'll have to cooperate with them. But he will be pretty establishment style, and I'm seeing that right now. So that's the biggest issue. A and I think it's a mistake for him to be able to win in this manner, if he thinks he can actually build up a base. I think a lot of people are going to be turned off when they start noticing how close he's with the establishment, especially because people are so outspoken about him. This is the main mistake he's making right now. You want to come out against... President Trump and some of his policies, not that he's a bad person, you want to say he's just a better candidate than President Trump, good. 
The biggest mistake he's making is tying up with the establishment because that's going to prove Trump's point that Ron DeSantis is an establishment candidate, okay? Trump started making that point way before Ron DeSantis had any ties really close with any establishment people. That he made that so as to muddy the waters for DeSantis. But if Ron DeSantis is going to prove that, then Trump's original point, even though Trump didn't know that this was accurate all the way, will be proven as the reality. So I don't think Ron DeSantis should go so close to the establishment. It's going to turn off a lot of voters. He doesn't really need the backing of the establishment to win. Now, he knows better than me. It could be he is desperate for money. I think if he does a campaign, a similar style to Trump, a lot of people out there would be giving him money. And he can do some deals with the small corporations that aren't so tied up in the same manner of the other corporations that are complete establishment. You can be good with some corporations. I'll give him a couple of million here, a couple of million there. And Fox News is going to cover him, right? Because Fox News wants Ron DeSantis more than Trump. So he'll get, he'll get the recognition as a serious candidate. The debates are coming up. I think it's so necessary for him. I think it's the biggest mistake he's making, going so close to the establishment. Ask for money from the American people, and I think he'll make a lot of money for that from that. Now, let's get to the Republican MAGA people that are yelling about how Ron DeSantis, bad guy, bad guy. Some people are saying out there, like a Newsmax, a lot of people are saying, there's no way for Ron DeSantis to go into this race and attack President Trump and get come out with it, even if he wins the nominee with Republicans that are MAGA supporters saying, hey, I like this guy. And this may be true. This may be true. Ron DeSantis says a single negative thing about President Trump. <gasps> terrible, terrible. All MAGA Republicans are going to be like, oh, my God. Hold on a moment, people. Donald Trump is not a saint, all right? He's no angel. He's no angel. No, 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 not at all. And if we have a situation where Ron DeSantis cannot run against President Trump, and talk about how he's a better candidate and about how President Trump has some flaws. Now, the flaws can't be that he did a bad job. The flaws can be, hey, his personality takes off a lot of Democrats. Or Trump, you know, he did treat some people badly in the past or some of those things. You, there's a certain boundary in terms of not coming off sounding like someone that's just making up lies or focusing on the wrong issues that – people care about people care about the policies and trump delivered that but if we have a situation where ron DeSantis come out against president trump and have a normal campaign without republican maga people getting so emotional about oh god forbid he spoke against president trump and now we hate him all the way that means we got a cult-like situation with maga republicans and it's similar to the democratic party it's a party and a movement that runs by emotions and that's horrible that's a big problem right Democrats, oh, Trump's, Joe Biden says he loves us. Oh, my God, Trump sounds nasty. Oh, boy, he's becoming our new stepdad. No, that's not true. He's not becoming your new stepdad. You got to look at this as a business. Yeah, what are your gains? What are your losses? What are the policies that this person believes? And when you do business with someone, you don't look at their smile. And when they smile, you say, here, I'm signing all the papers. I'm doing a business deal with you. No, you look at the numbers, you add them up, and you look at the end result of what you're having. And that's not what people are doing on the left. They're coming out against President Trump because he's a nasty person. 
Oh, I don't care about his policies. I care about his personality because he's becoming a part of my family if he's the president. That's crazy talk. And now with Magri bubbling, it's like, oh, my God, someone's going up against President Trump. I don't want to even hear or be, come in with an open mind about the arguments that this person is going to make about how Trump is possibly not electable, which can be the reality. Oh, no, no, no. God forbid I'm not listening to it because that means you're saying anything against President Trump. Trump is a saint. God forbid you say anything against him. I, I, I can't listen to you. You're bad. And I'm getting all emotional. Wait, isn't politics about the end results, about the policies, about the good or the bad? So go in it, into it with an open mind. Don't get so emotional. Why are you getting so freaking emotional? If you're getting so freaking emotional, that's a big freaking problem. And so Republicans, MAGA Republicans, keep your shirts on. All right? Listen to DeSantis. Trump got to do a debate. He's not doing a debate. You know why? Because he's afraid. Bernie Sanders is going to talk about how he's not electable. And Trump is afraid of that. Trump can't gain any more supporters from the debate. People that hate him are the 65% of the, uh, the, like the emotional Democrats. They hate President Trump. Trump is bad, right? And that's a problem, but th they're convinced that they hate him. Four years Trump had to persuade them, or six years, and it hasn't happened thus far. No way you can change their mind. Now, then you have the people that don't believe he's electable in the general election. No way you can convince, convince them as well. So that's why he's not doing the debate. But he got to do a debate. He got to be fear. Do you know what made Trump the number one candidate in 2016? It was the debates. The primary debates is what brought him to the top. And so for him to say, hey, I'm not doing a debate now, and that is the thing that gave you the, the, the backing and that put you over the top, as well as the media covering him nonstop on the left and on the right, mainly the left, they thought it was a big fat joke until let's focus on him as opposed to other candidates and hope he becomes the nominee and then he can't win in the general election. But the primaries were the things that, that was the thing that really made him the nominee of the Republican Party. That was the key that turned the situation of Donald Trump into the big MAGA leader, President Donald Trump. So if you want to be fear with the American people, they elected you through the two-coil debating to do a debate. And MAGA Republicans, chill out a little bit. Don't get emotional like the Democrats. Add those damn numbers up. Look at the facts. Look at Listen to the arguments. Acknowledge the negatives about Trump. Remember the positives, but don't go overboard and keep things in context and go into it with an open mind. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on The Set. You can, you can email me, thesettalk at gmail.com, thesettalk at gmail.com. Remember, grabpointjobs at gmail.com. By the way, if you want to get solar panels in New Jersey on a home, New Jersey solar panels. New Jersey solar panels? Panels. You want to get, you live in New Jersey, right? You want solar panels? I mean, you don't, but if somebody does, if you know one, one that does, or if like you're listening now in New Jersey because you're at a party where someone's making a party in New Jersey and you're in New Jersey and you have somebody that has solar panels or they want solar panels, they want to buy new ones because they want to renew their solar panels because the old ones are broken or because they want something else, whatever it is, 
you want to get at a very low finance interest rate solar panels right now it's the great opportunity new jersey solar you can email the set talk at gmail.com we'll have it set up in a jiffy 30 percent tax credit and we work with a great company that's in this business for 20 years already heavy duty stuff and they give you a 25 year warranty on the solar so if there's any stuff going on with it you give them a call they fix it, they put new ones, whatever it may be. For 25 years, you got the warranty straight up, straight there. The set talk at gmail.com to have it set up. If you have any questions about it, we'll, we'll just let you know everything. It's something that you surely want to hear more about, and you want to know if it's the right thing for you. This is a serious company that's in the industry for over 20 years. The set talk at gmail.com. The set talk at gmail.com.